0: Spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast, and I'm welcoming our guest today, Ashley Burnett. She is very involved in racing, and um, her friend Heather is with her. Heather has flown in to be a part of the podcast, not only with us, but to help um, Ashley with the upcoming race that they're going to have. So, Ashley and Heather, welcome to the show.
1: Hey! Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'm glad we could connect. So, Ashley, we're going to start with just a little information about yourself. Just tell me a little bit about about who you are and where you live, the track that you um, promote and work at, and just some just some things about yourself.
1: Well, I have been around racing. Uh, dirt racing since I was born. Uh, my dad has been into dirt racing since he was 16. So I kind of uh, was raised in it. And um, I grew up in Belleville, Illinois, um, or racing around the St. Louis area. And then uh, we had my little brother and he grew up in quarter midgets. And um, probably when I was in high school, my family came to me and said that my dad wanted to move to North Carolina to uh, pursue um, building race engines down here. And we were really good friends with Carl Edwards. And Carl wanted to come down to become a driver. And my dad wanted to come down to become an engine builder. So funny story, they got in a little van and they slept in the Walmart parking lot here in Mooresville, North Carolina. And uh, he went around handing out business cards to become a driver. And my dad handed out business cards to become an engine builder. And my dad got a job building engines, and Carl was not yet, um, he wasn't picked up yet. So he actually moved here and lived in our upstairs um, kind of unfinished room in our new house um, until Roush called him. So he, uh, Carl moved in with us for a couple months, and Roush called him, and uh, he moved over to there. And that's how we became um, now Mooresville, North Carolina transplants. So Okay. Um, My dad still builds engines. My brother is Nick Hoffman, and he uh, builds dirt modifieds, and he's a very well-known dirt modified racer. And uh, my husband, he lived in um, Fenton, Missouri, which was only about 30 minutes from me, but we met here in North Carolina. And he decided with some friends that they were going to rent out a racetrack without asking me. He just came home and said, hey, I rented out a racetrack for for this year we signed the lease and I told him I wanted nothing to do with it it was too much work and and, uh, here I am 10 years later
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling it was like you really didn't have a choice at that at that juncture because he was no uh,
1: we went in with two other partners and one partner lasted about a week and found out that it wasn't just his play track it was actually work and he left, and then the other one did the same uh, a couple months later. Um, You know, they just kind of, a couple of them, they they don't realize, people don't realize how much work it is, so uh, we started uh, Millbridge Speedway. uh, This is our 10th season, and when we first started, we both still had full-time jobs. Uh, I was a a licensed massage therapist, and uh, he has a telecommunications business, and we work on cell phone towers, so uh, it was kind of just a fun thing, and then it we got the niche of running on Wednesday nights. Um, here in our area, a lot of the teams want to come and have fun, but they can't on the, on the weekends because they're gone. You know, they're, whether they're with a NASCAR team or a late model team, uh, they can't come have fun on the weekends. So we've caught a niche of running on Wednesday nights, and uh, it's actually exploded. And now it's kind of my full-time job and me and my husband both full-time together, and that's all we do is the racetrack all day. Wow. So, And do you race year round then? Yeah, we do. Uh, we will run a winter series. We slow down in the winter, uh, but we'll uh, actually tomorrow is supposed to be our championship night, but it's supposed to rain. So I think we're going to have to be pushed back a couple weeks and then we'll start back up in December. We'll run once or twice a month uh, in December and January. And then we close down in February just to rebuild everything and then start back up in March again. So really, February is the only month that we really take off. Yeah, and re-
0: when you think of all the things that you have to do every week to be ready for a race, you only have one month off, and it's four weeks consecutive. You're tied up every week the yeah. rest of the year.
1: Yeah, we, uh, and, and not only, we don't just do Millbridge. I mean, we're very active in a lot of other things. Uh, we do a um, indoor series during the winter in um, Springfield, Illinois with the Gundacers, um over at Tri-City. We just um, completed our first round uh, this past weekend. So we've been in Springfield. We just got back late Sunday night and then I had to rebuild and get ready for Millbridge on Wednesday. And then um, we have four more races this winter in Springfield, Illinois, and we also do a winter race in uh, Withfield, Virginia, too. So um, not only do we have Millbridge, but we try to do as much as we can um, all over the United States because just, it's just what we love to do. So we just, it, if an opportunity, um, if it approaches us to get something in a different state, we, we take it.
0: So so what kind of races are in Springfield? What is that about? Because that's a long way from where you live.
1: Yeah, uh, it's go karts. And then we do our outlaw karts as well. It's inside the old Coliseum. Um, it's the Coliseum. I, I raced there when I was a kid and a quarter midget once and my, my brother ran every year out there. Um, and then they closed it and condemned it for a little bit. And they did like a $3 million renovation on the building, and it's still the old seats and everything. So it was really neat for me to go in there and put on a show in a place that I spent so much time as a kid. And it still looks exactly the same. So it, it's a kind of a neat event that I couldn't pass up.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. So I grew up near Quincy, Illinois, and that's about two hours or a little more from Springfield. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar with. When you say the Coliseum, I have never been there, but I certainly have heard of it, so that's yeah interesting.
1: It's, it's, yeah, all, you know the old wooden flip down seats they didn't touch them, so it's really neat
0: that is very cool
1: so tell us about the
0: event you you don't you have a big event coming up and you said is it supposed to be tomorrow or not till oh uh,
1: we have a championship night tomorrow, and then on uh, next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, we just started running the six hundred cc micro sprints. Uh, we've ran them on and off um but we've gotten a lot of interest in them so what i um so we decided to do a big race for them this year and it actually has blown up into a lot bigger than what we expected um which is usually what happens when we come together and do something i i think people are saying to expect about 80 cars so i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot low and say 60 and maybe we'll surpass what i think but um it uh to be honest, I'm scared to death. Um, they're they're a lot bigger cars. They don't go as fast as our outlaw carts because because uh, of their size. But they're just they just look huge to me when I'm used to my little go karts and little outlaw carts. So um, I'm terrified. Um, my anxiety will be pegged from now until um, the last checkered flag next Wednesday. But I mean that's that's racing. That's um, that's what it's about. I guess.
0: Well, and it's exciting too. I know you're probably scared because it's it's something you haven't done. But on the other hand, um, it's probably gonna turn into something you're gonna do more often and you're gonna be glad you put yourself out there to do it because it sounds yeah, like Yeah, yeah. You
1: might as well do one big one and then um and then kind of just work towards everything after that. Um last year our big event during this time was the KKM Give Back Classic. And what we did was uh, Keith Coon's came to we came to Keith and asked him if it would be cool to do a race where the winner got a ride in his midget and we asked how much it would be and he got Toyota involved and to where we wouldn't have to put anything up to um to get the midget so we actually um did a race last year and the winner got a ride in uh, Keith Kuhn's Chili Bowl car during the Chili Bowl. And uh, Jesse Colwell won that, did really good. And he did so well in it that he continued all year long. It was supposed to be just a one-race thing. He has been in that car all year long and has actually won the Power Ride Championship this year. Oh, so we very are very, cool. very thrilled for that. We're very proud of him. And um, we wanted – we made it to where it was only kids – they had to be approved – towards Toyota so if if you send something in we sent it to Toyota they approved it or denied it so it was no type no NASCAR driver no nothing could do it you had to be just they wanted that grassroots racer that would not have that opportunity and he is exactly 100% what we were looking for for that so he would not have had that opportunity if it wasn't for that race and that's you know it's great because it's exactly what we wanted for that race so um dream came true pretty much so
0: yeah for you and for him because it turned out exactly how you wanted which doesn't always happen let's face it and yep yep and And we've
1: continued um you know Toyota was very impressed with everything so we have continued our sponsorship with Toyota so for our big 600 micro race next week uh TRD is our main sponsor so um it's great to get those connections with uh those kind of companies. And it's great to see them give back to local short tracks. Um, We're even smaller than a local short track. So it's great for me to get them involved in, in such a low level of racing that we have at Millbridge. So.
0: You know, and I've seen this year, there's been a real push towards grassroots racing, you know, Mm -hmm. NBC was pushing that and everything. And I love that because there's a lot of good stories. There's a lot of great racers that never yeah. never get the chance to get out there and get their name you know to be well known more than just in a certain area and it's it's a great opportunity I've, i love that you did that other tracks should should follow suit because toyota and a lot of other major companies are really interested in those lower level tracks yep. and those races so you just have to ask don't you that's the thing if you yeah, don't ask, yeah. I
1: mean, no. I, yeah, I've been told so many times that it doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but we did, uh, that NBC, um, came out and did their, um, show out there and it was really neat to be able for somebody to see our side. We've been on TV a lot and I love showing my uh, racers off and the experience that we have on track. But it was kind of neat to show our side of the story. Um, A lot of people don't see what goes into a grassroots. You know, in NASCAR, there's people that are over every single aspect of a race. Whereas at Millbridge, it's me and my husband, and that's it. Um, You know, during the week, my mom helps me out. And um, we have a couple employees that'll pick up trash and stuff like that. But, I mean, I clean the bathrooms. I, I get the concession stand ready. I mean, it's just us two. Um, so it's truly grassroots racing it really Um, is and And I
0: love that that your story got told because I I, I've said more than once that the people in the stands that just come to the race should at some point come and and even just go to the pits and see what it takes for a race car driver to get there and all the things they have to do and all the things they have to purchase just to race one night at any given track and then when you compound that, you've got announcements and lineups and food and, like you said, you clean yep. the bathrooms. It's it's a full time, twenty four seven kind of job.
1: Yeah, on a on an actual race night when we are racing, uh, me and my husband are sitting side by side, and I he does the scoring and I do the race directing. Me and him um sometimes I'll bring in a friend um Brad Hockaday which is really great at scoring sometimes when I want a break he'll come in and help me out but we have our hands on everything Mm -hmm. um so if there is a mistake or something we're not pointing fingers at somebody else we can say we screwed up it was our mistake and here is how we'll fix it so um we love showing our story we love showing grassroots story I um we're a little different. We have kids and adults that race. So, um, last Wednesday I had 42 kids under the age of 12, um, which is great for me because that shows me that, you know, there is a lot of interest still in racing and that's what I want to keep. And I want to teach them how to be respected drivers when they get older. So it's great that they can come through there. And I, I feel like I'm more of a teacher than anything. I want to teach them racing and I want to teach them how we race. And um, it's it's a tough school. Uh, my parents will tell you that. My kids will tell you that. I'm, I'm a tough cookie. And but I'm telling you, when my kids get to the age, they're gonna know how to race. They're gonna respect each other. And I want them to know that that's this is where they learned it from. Um, and I my kids tell me all the time. One of my parents told me not too long ago, they went to Iowa to race. And the kids in Iowa knew my kids just from, Oh, you're so-and-so knew their name. Like they felt like superstars because I put so much spotlight on them um, that a lot of people aren't. And it was so great to hear that, you know, my kids were famous out there. And just because, you know, I, we have them on speed 51 every race or they're on map TV when they come. And um, it's just great to give these kids exposure because they really are talented. There's a lot of talented kids out there. And like you said, some of them, they're, they're not all going to be picked. They're not all going to go to NASCAR. Um, but I want to give them the exposure that they deserve now, just in case something, you know, life might send them a different way. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So there was a, a young man from Kalamazoo, Carson Hosevar that was a very, very successful quarter midget racer. And now he, the last two or three years, I think three years now, he's racing a late model. And now he's into getting a a ride at the trucks um, once or twice. So he's actually, you know, going to be in Phoenix for the truck race. I'm in Phoenix right now where my daughters live. I'm here visiting and then I'll go to the NASCAR races that weekend. And it's one, it's exposure. Actually, it's totally getting your name out. And his parents took him all over the country to race. And that's, you know, that's how it works. Those yep. kids just have to get their names out, and people like you are the ones that are showing them this is the right way to race. We don't race dirty. We can yep. be successful by being a good racer on and off the track, and and that's so important. I love that you're doing that.
1: Yeah, we started with um, we started a long time ago. Max McLaughlin started with us. Um, um, I've had Tanner Gray out there. You know, I've had Circle Track. I've had um, drag racers, anything. Um, it, it's great to see, like we followed Max since he started at the track and anywhere he goes, we follow, you know, what he's doing. So mm-hmm. it's great to, um, Carson Ella started when she was little. Um, so it's great to see her in a midget. And, um, I love following the kids and seeing, seeing where that, where life takes them, whether it's dirt asphalt, or maybe they just decide to move on to another sport. Uh, we're here to support them throughout their entire life so yeah absolutely
0: so um what else do you do you have anything else that you want to share about your track I've learned so much about you and your track today I <laughs> you being on what else would you like to share about that or any other races or how we can follow like if people want to follow what's going on down
1: there how would they do that yeah i have a very good following on facebook i think i'm over fifteen thousand likes on facebook um follow us on facebook it's uh, you can type in milbridge speedway but it comes up as milbridge racing um we um, a lot of posts goes up there anything that you need to know um we post a lot on that uh, we do do twitter as well um and uh, we have a website MilbridgeSpeedway.com. speedway.com i i most of it is um schedules and driver info on there but um I'm I'm very I love social media yeah <laughs> I, well, anything that I can get out quick on my cell phone uh, I use the social media a lot so yeah. um and I like to showcase all my kids on there and um just see where we can take them all
0: yeah that's great so let's let Heather get on here for a second since she's in the car Heather, um, are you a race racer, a race fan, or what What led you to come down and help your friend this
1: week? Um, I've been around racing since I was like six years old, so I've kind of grown up in it. Uh, my husband races sprint cars back in Kansas, and I work in like the media side of it, and me and Ashley met um, probably four years ago at Chili Bowl, and we've just we were like long-lost sisters and <laughs> we found each other and she needed some help and so i said okay i'll come down and help you
0: well that's super nice and that's that's great that you you met at a race and you didn't know each other and now now you feel like you're sisters i i can relate to that i've met some women that are in motorsports basically i met them first through social media and then i've met some of them in person and it feels like you're a a huge family and you're a like you've known each other forever. So I, I totally understand that. So what are you going to be doing to help her? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything,
1: Everything from
0: cleaning needs. the we, bathrooms yeah. to helping with the food to- Yeah,
1: she's going to scrub the toilet. <laughs> okay. Let's break
0: her in right. And we have to start with the toilets. Hey, if she no, doesn't leave after to, that, then you know you've got a years. good friend. <laughs>
1: A couple of years ago, I um, decided to start uh, building trophies uh, to save money for the racetrack. And it, everybody caught on that I was building my own trophies. And they were like, well, can you build mine? And can you build mine? And uh, I decided to start a trophy company. So we actually just left um, Legend Car. I started to do all their stuff, INEX, all over the United States, Legend Car, Bandoleros. I just dropped off an entire truckload of trophies to them, and then I went down uh, Cars Tour. It's an asphalt um, yeah. late model series. I do their trophies as well, so we were on trophy run today. <laughs> okay, so trophy orders.
0: Tell me a little bit about your trophies. What um what do you make them out of?
1: Whatever you want. Okay. So we're very. Um, I do a lot of column trophies, just uh, generic trophies, but we do banquets and um, we do special event trophies and. I've done a lot of different, I've had a lot, a lot of people come to me with crazy ideas and I've, I've created it. So, uh, so my, my
0: husband, husband is a welder uh-huh. and uh, I sponsor a couple races at Kalamazoo Speedway. That's my home track. And so um, I tried to get, I showed him some really cool trophies that I found on Pinterest and I tried to, I tried to get him interested in being a trophy builder. So he wasn't really all that interested but I have to tell him about what you're doing because um, I think the handmade ones made out of like old car parts and that kind of stuff are the best ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of different ones. Uh, We had one that we um, mounted pistons to a side of a trophy and it was kind of neat looking. So uh, we've done a lot of different things and I can do just the regular generic trophies, Um, but it's banquet season. So I've got, I've got about four banquets and uh, we just dropped one off this weekend on the way to Springfield. We stopped in Dayton, Ohio and did Wayne County Speedway and dropped all their trophies off. So.
0: So uh, how would they find your trophy business?
1: No bridge awards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No yep. awards on Facebook uh, shows a lot of things that I've done. And uh, every time we, we send out, um, an order, we take a picture and post it on on the Facebook. So
0: nice. Okay. Yep. Now I didn't know that about you. So now that's interesting. <laughs> interesting to learn that. So, what else? Anything else that you gals would like to share about either your track or racing or anything
1: before we wrap this up? No, I just we've been around it our whole life. So I mean, uh, there's no stopping. I think it's fun for me because. There's very few female promoters. Um, you know, there's the wives that help the husbands that own a racetrack, but um, not that many that have that much hands-on. Right. It's, it's hard. It, it really is because you get looked down on by a lot of men to think, you know, well, how can you do, you know, make a call on me and you're a female, you know, what do you know? You know, and it, and it, and it sucks because, I've probably been and or seen as many if not more races than the guy that's arguing about a a call. Yeah. And you know, not only do we just, you know, we don't just do Millbridge, we don't, you know, travel all over. Um we do, you know, we go to Eldora with my brother and we go anywhere. It's just great to um, you know, we can us women can be involved in it. You know, there is some that have no clue. Um, but you know, we really, you know, some of us do know just as much as you know. So, um, so there's no sense in uh, any kind of stereotyping us. Um, we, we know just as much as they do. Um, and, and I, at Millbridge, there's weeks where we'll run three times a week. You know, I will score races on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, Mm -hmm. um, every week. So, you know, I've seen thousands of laps, I've seen every type of scenario yeah. of any kind of call and, um, you know, just just being aware and, and being involved, that's all you need. So, right,
0: and, and I would think after 10 years that you've been there, um, you certainly have garnered some um, respect from those drivers because they know now that you're the real deal.
1: Yeah, locally, yes. Yes. Now see like Springfield was a little rough for me because a lot of them didn't know us and didn't know me. Um, but locally, yes. Um, there's a lot of them I'm tough and a lot of them really, they don't like me personally, but they love the way that it's done. Um, so to me, that's all that matters as long as they like and appreciate my business and my work, then they don't have to you know, love me personally. Right. Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So as long as they know that I'm there to take care of their kid and my, everything, a hundred percent is, they know that they're safe out there and I'm taking care of them. I don't care about anything else. Right. So, yeah. That's
0: great to hear. And you know, you can't always be everybody's best friend and, and make tough calls. So you, especially
1: in racing. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. You don't make
1: friends at the racetrack. You bring them with you.
0: There you go. That's a good, that's a good line. I like that, Ashley. Awesome. Well, I hope you, I hope the rain lets you um, race tomorrow night and get your championship in, but as totally the-
1: fine with it raining tomorrow just don't rain next week <laughs> yeah for sure
0: i know that the whole country lots of racetracks have dealt with that all summer so hopefully that's that's gone for yeah. now i i actually We've went been- through some snow on my way to arizona i did a road trip oh. with my friend and we were in amarillo texas and woke up and it was 30 degrees and snowing and i said i oh. left michigan so that i wouldn't have to deal with this and then it was snowing in texas but Hopefully, uh, none of that bad weather comes your way, and you have a great, great race next week. No, it,
1: it's seventy degrees. It's seventy degrees here, and the sun's not even out. So I, yeah. I'm, I, you can keep the snow. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. So remind us again next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, at Millbridge Speedway. And anything else that people should should know about coming out to watch that race that weekend nope. that week.
1: Um. Uh, speed51.com if they can't make it out here if you're not here for the world finals or if you're not in the Charlotte area they can log on to speed51.com and it'll be a pay-per-view on there as well Okay. Or uh, if they check our Facebook page, we'll post when it's going to be on MAV TV as well. It'll be tape delayed for a couple months later. So okay, yep, we can't wait. Uh, that's going to be our second television race of the year, so uh, we're excited to bring the production back and uh, hopefully the drivers can put on a good show for everybody. And uh, we're excited.
0: Oh, it sounds great. I love that you're going to be on MAV TV. So thanks again, ladies, for taking time out of all your the your things you're trying to get done today and get ready for the races. I know you're going to have a very successful three days next week, and I'll be praying for good weather for you. So um, drive safe and get all that work done and enjoy next week. All right. All right. right. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at iwmanation at gmail.com.